ay. Hola, amor. Hola, cariño. Y bienvenidos a Uy, qué horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny. And I'm Eileen. Good morning. Morning. I chose to wait until we began to have like the full first cup of coffee because mm -hmm. I was like, let me get that caffeine kick right Boom. as we start. And listen, we're going to need it for this one. Um, okay. So this was my pick today, this movie. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I picked a movie from Panama. However... This is more, I'm going to say USA, Panama. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely in Panama. Absolutely. It's filmed there. And you see, it's a, again, which is something I love about the Uyghur movies is that wanderlust <gasps> is just something that comes attached to these films. That is something I'm very excited to talk about is how beautiful some of these locations are in Panama yeah. in this film. However, I'm ready to tear this movie to shreds with you today. Okay, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you're just going to lay it out. Lay oh. it out on the line right up front. When I tell you <laughs> I rolled my eyes Oh. I mean, they're they're. I'm shocked they're not stuck in the back of my skull, dude. <laughs> Literally, what I was gonna say. How was I able to roll the eyes back down to their regular position? But I mean, just like uh, the waves of frustration and anger I felt while watching this fucking yes. movie. Okay, the movie I unfortunately picked is oh boy, indigenous, mm -hmm. indigenous. From USA slash Panama. It's a 2014 movie. It was written by Max Roberts and directed by Alistair Orr. Alistair mm -hmm. Orr. Um, I looked up their credits and I believe this is Max Roberts's only writing credit. That makes sense. Oh, yeah, it does. I just want to give a little piece of trivia right at the top. Please. Um, so... In Panama, and I think in Latin America, this movie was released as El Chupacabra. <gasps> ah, okay. Yeah. Which I was like, that would be a better title than indigenous. I don't know. Indigenous just doesn't work. Honestly, it feels wrong. Racist. Yes! I'm just like, <laughs> what the why are you calling your movie indigenous? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, my I, God. And it's like, this is 2014. Like, it's not that long ago. Hello? And just like the blatant, just like, I don't fucking care insensitivity in this movie yes. is astounding. Is running rampant. Yeah. Okay. Um, how about we get a little uh, a little synopsis before we Absolutely. hop into this? Absolutely. So this is from the Amazon description of mm -hmm. this film. Fuck you, Jeff Bezos. Uh, Bezos, as I like to say. Uh, indigenous. American tourists travel to Panama and have a terrifying experience. That's it? Great. Awesome. That's it. Awesome. Cool. Okay. Uh, let's go to... Panama. If only we had better company. Uh, okay, you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, here we go, everybody. We begin with a uh, title card intertitle that says mm -hmm. there are 196 countries in the world. Each country shares a common myth about a creature that terrorizes its land and preys on the locals. 
Half the world's population, over 3 billion people, swear these legends to be true. We hear jungle sounds, we hear like static buzz, and then we see a white, pretty 20-something filming himself with his cell phone. He's a Sarsgaard brother. He looks like he's a, like fully Alexander Skarsgård, the other yes. one that plays Pennywise, and then this guy. <laughs> and I, I mentioned that he's white because it's important that yes. he is, is white in this movie. Mm-hmm. And listen, people... Johnny and Eileen, we are white. We are white. <laughs> um, so it is my duty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I get it. Like, mama from Honduras, mama from Nicaragua. Pero, pero we are, we are white Latinos. White. You see us yeah. on the street and you're like, look at that fucking white guy. So, Dude, do you know how many fucking times <laughs> cab drivers be, would be like, eh, are you Russian? And I'm like, bro, no. <laughs> Absolutely wow. not. Yeah. Wow. So it is our duty to be like, this motherfucker is white. White. Yeah. <laughs> so his name is Scott and you know he's filmed he's in the middle of the jungle. It's nighttime and he pulls out his cell phone. He's filming filming himself and in this cell phone video he says, "My name is Scott Williams. This isn't a joke. I'm an American tourist lost in the Darien jungle in Panama." Something is chasing us. If you watch this video, please get it to someone who can help us. And then all of a sudden we hear screaming somewhere in the jungle. The cell phone footage cuts away and we get our title card, Indigenous. Indigenous. Other teeny tiny little title card. It says two days earlier. Now, I'm going to include a lot of the shenanigans at the beginning of this movie, which usually I would gloss over, pero I'm going to include it just to establish the awfulness (laughs) of these people. Okay. Yeah. So we're at Scott's home. We see him packing his bag for this trip to Panama, and he gets a FaceTime call. On the call, we see another pretty white 20-something. This is Trevor. He's on a beach and he's all, what up, douchebag? When are you leaving? And behind Trevor on the beach, we see two other pretty white 20-somethings. These are Charlie and Elena. Mm -hmm. Not Elena. No. Elena. And I was like, oh, another Latina. She looks Latina. Pero she's not. She's, uh, so I looked her up. I believe she is, well, she's American, pero she's from Spain. Yeah, and she's Spanish and Moroccan, Moroccan I think. Moroccan, But yeah. I was like, oh, okay, we have a Latina character. No, we, she's not no. Latina. Okay. No. Just, just to know. And so Scott is like, oh, Steph and I are leaving for the airport in two hours. Wait, 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 wait. Please, please. Just so I can also add to the add, shenanigans add. and douchebaggery that's going on here. Mm-hmm. He answers the phone when Trevor's like, hey, what's up, douchebag? Fucking gonna get your ass over here, brah. He answers by saying, hola, caballero. And oh. I, that's, this is, we're five minutes into this movie. And that's my, I literally wrote, my eyes are rolling back already. I mean, my next line is literally this. So he's so Scott is like, well, Steph and I are about to leave. Steph's in the shower right now. And Trevor goes, oh, Steph's in the shower. Let me have a look. And I <sighs> I literally wrote in all caps in my notes. We are in for it. <laughs> yes. Like we're fucked. OK. 
Ugh. And then Charlie leans into the FaceTime thing and he's like, que pasa, hombre? And again, I was like, no, oh no, oh no. Oh, dude. And then all of a sudden, Steph steps into frame and she's in a towel. So Scott puts his phone down. And Steph is all, remember, Scott, we're leaving your work and all your programming behind for the next 10 days. And Scott is like, yes, I know. And she says, I'll reward you for your sacrifice. I've been practicing my downward dog. Oh. And I took a moment here and I was like, <laughs> How? look, I'm all for trying a fun position. Downward dog? Downward dog, though? <laughs> You're trying to fuck on downward dog, bro? That's awkward. Gonna, that's not, that's not like, good. You're gonna snap a knee or something. And like, be like, my arms are fucking yes. tired. No, there is no fucking way. I just don't know about that. And also, like, no. I, I was thinking of just like, oh, no. I'm like, puppy pose, maybe? <laughs> like, I don't know. Says the yoga teacher. (laughs) Yeah, I teach yoga. And I'm like, I don't know about down dog. Anyways, so, oh God. And then Scott. My God. Says this line. I want to blow my brains out. I almost threw my computer through the window. (laughs) So, you know, she's like, oh, I've been practicing my downward dog. So Scott says. There's something extremely sexy about a veterinarian in training that uses animal innuendo. As long as you don't try to anal gland clean me. And I was like, Uh. (laughs) why are straight men so afraid of their buttholes? Dude, what is going on out there? Guys, don't touch my butthole. No homo. (laughs) And I'm just like, listen, straight men of the world. Release the butthole. Relax the butthole. <laughs> Just like fucking get over it. Get, get over, over it, it, dude. Ugh. God, we really, and by, by, by we, I mean society has really done a number on men, on Ooh. straight cis men. I don't feel sorry for you, though, but yes, no, absolutely. No, no. This film is riddled with lines Ooh. that are just like... You don't need to say this out what? loud. And like, Who told you it was okay to say this? Okay, I understand when you're a teen boy. Like, you're just, like, pushing your boundaries as to test out, like, what you can say and the shit you say with your friends and to make yourself feel comfortable and be in a space that you're like, I'm a boy in there. Like, sure, okay. But these men are in their mid-20s, and the v- vocabulary that they're using, like... It made me feel like they were 15-year-old stupid boys. 100%. And look, I am an out gay man right now. Pero there was a period in my life where I was quite closeted in high school. And I said fucking awful shit as like a defense mechanism. You know? I said fucking awful yeah. shit as we, a stupid listen, idiot. We all did. We learn. We move on. But to make yeah. a choice to include this in a movie... It's so dumb. And it seems to be, honestly, I was perplexed as to like, okay, are you trying to make us be like, haha, funny, I like you guys, whatever. Like, is that literally what you're trying to establish? Or are you, was the, were the writer and director purposefully trying to make us dislike these characters? I was honestly perplexed. It's meant to establish we're comfortable boy 
friends, not boyfriends. We're right. comfortable friends that are boys yeah. because this is the way that men talk. They're always like needle dick. Uh, yeah. With your cock. Like, oh, Emily's just like, oh, my it's God. always dick references. Yes. Oh, you're fucking small dick. And you think your fucking dick can do this? And like, bro, what about my dick? Oh, man. I'd love to give the director and the writer the benefit of the doubt and be like, you wanted us to dislike them. But I unfortunately, I just think it's bad writing and it's just not the case. Yeah. So Trevor's on the phone and he's like, hello, I can still hear you. That's some kinky ass shit. And I'm like, okay, butt play is not kinky. Butt play is not that kinky. It's just not that kinky. It's really not. It's not. And he's like, get your asses to Panama. Whoa, let's go. (laughs) Bro, we're going to fucking do it. (laughs) Let's do it. Come on, dude. Relax your butthole. <laughs> okay, so Scott and Steph arrive at the airport in Panama. I believe this is actually the airport in Panama. Mm-hmm. And Scott pulls out his phone and he's recording Steph with his cell phone. And we notice in this cell phone footage that there's like a little facial recognition box around Steph's face. Mm-hmm. And we see a little icon that says upload to social network and also recognized Stephanie Logan. So, you know, I mean, honestly, like your regular cell phone usage, I guess. But in 2014, it might feel like, oh, whoa, upload to the network, whatever. And facially recognize me or whatever the hell. I feel like that had already started at that point. But who knows? I don't remember. And just then a little microbus pulls up and we get some beautiful shots of uh, Panama under the credits. It's gorgeous. They're being driven to their destination, which seems to be quite a ways from the city. They're finally dropped off at a beautiful beach hotel. I mean, I want to go to the beach. Oh, my God. So beautiful. The beach looked like uh, Nicaragua to me. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of, which I guess, you know, makes sense. Yeah, close by. And so with their backpacks and their surfboards, uh, Scott and Steph find Trevor, Charlie and Elena sipping cocktails at the pool. Interesting. I know they're wet. They're in the pool. Pero Trevor, Charlie and Elena don't get out to saludar. Yeah. They're just like, hey, I, we're here. Hey, we're here. Go unpack, get a, get a drink. The bar's waiting yeah. for you. And I was like, this feels weird to me. And it's yeah. just like, I guess it's in our tradition to like get up. Even it's like, and I'm say, wet, hey. but let me give you like a little kiss, you know, whatever. I yeah. don't know. And so Scott and Steph go to their room and they have sex in an outdoor shower, which, you know, it seems lovely, but I just need to talk about the lines. So... <laughs> <laughs> So she's all like, mind if I join you? Because he's showering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, actually, I do mind. The shower is too small for two. And she goes, no more time for jokes, funny boy. And I... Oh, my God. (laughs) Who says this? What the fuck? Oh, my God. Oh, no. (laughs) I have so many more notes. It's that night. Our crew is, that's what I call them throughout. They're our crew. Yeah. They're partying at a beach bar, which again, a dream of the world. Would love to be Lovely. doing this. Yeah. Scott is doing like a salud, a cheers. And he says, ladies, caballeros, needle dick <laughs> to Trevor. 
Uh, it's been great traveling and surfing the world with you, but this might be the last trip before the real world swallows us and spits us out. They cheers. They take shots. Oh, my God. Charlie has a cigarette. He's such a bad boy. And oh then at God. one point he's smoking. And then at one point, Stephanie congratulates Elena because Elena has just opened a restaurant, which is a, mm-hmm. that's a big fucking deal. Yeah, that's like, this tough. is cool. She's a very young woman. So they're all complimenting Elena and Charlie. So it seems that Elena and Charlie are a couple. But when Elena says, oh, by the way, it was my idea to pair the Spanish Rioja with the Albondigas, Charlie gets super pouty. Very defensive. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just the guy that cooks it and prepares it, right? And everything gets very awkward. Incredibly awkward. And also, Charlie has... A British accent? Yeah. So I looked up this actor. He's, He's American. From South Dakota. <laughs> Anyways, so things are fucking awkward because Charlie's being a dick. And uh, Trevor shows up and he's like, this is fucking awkward. And he challenges Elena to a chugging contest, like chugging beer. And he's like, whether I win or lose, I'm going to go talk to those hotties at the bar over there. And Elena. Do. OK, do. People say hotties like in real life. No. And if you do, stop immediately. (laughs) I was like, if somebody came up to me and was like, those two hotties, I would be like, am I in a fucking movie right now? Like 1996? Yeah, even then. Ew, I didn't like that. (laughs) Pero también, Elena, at, at this point, she looks over at the women and she's like, yeah, they're not hotties, but sure, whatever, I'll do the chugging contest. And I was like, um, what the fuck, Elena? I thought you were cool. Way to judge these women over here. Well, maybe she meant as in, like, stop being a misogynistic prick. Ah, I appreciate that. I like that. <laughs> the different eye on it. OK, because right here I was like, girl, why would you say that? <laughs> But if she's like being like, don't call them hotties. Yeah. Like if, okay. if if they're like like saying, oh, they're not chicks, they're women kind of vibe. I like that take. I choose that take. And if it's not the case, it fucking sucks. But <laughs> anyway, so they chug. She loses. Either way, Trevor's going to go talk to these women. So uh, he gets up to go talk to them, but not before he uh, says. Uh, Let's go see if one of them wants to show me their Panamanian canal. No. No. Dude. No. Dude. No. It it makes me want to stop talking about this movie right now. (laughs) I... I can't like it. I, uh, God, man, if I had a friend that said shit like that, I'd be like, I can't be your friend anymore, dude. Yeah, that's rough. That's it's rough. And it, Scott like winces. He's like, oh, that's uh, whatever. But it's not it's not enough. It's not enough. No, no, no. Don't be friends with this douche. So Trevor gets up. He walks over to the women and he does ask them in Spanish Mm -hmm. if he can buy them a drink. And it's pretty good Spanish. And he we meet we meet Carmen, this beautiful woman. And uh, she's like, I see, por favor, whatever. And unfortunately, (laughs) she is wooed by Trevor's ways. (laughs) (laughs) We cut to everybody dancing and celebrating. And then we meet Julio, 
who is a friend of Carmen's, and she introduces Julio to the guys. And I like this part because Carmen introduces Julio to them in Spanish. Yeah. No translation. She's just like, what, you're going to understand it? If you don't, me vale verga. There's a few moments where she's just full on like puro español. Absolutely. And if you can, if you if you white hoes don't get it, Fuck well, you. suck a dick. Yeah, that's that's it. So Julio is all I was born and bred here in Panama. Panama is the best. And then Charlie's like, oh, yeah, surfing, seafood and the women. Julio's cute. I oh, was he's like, so he's the cutest. Let's just, you know, <laughs> we're shitting on these white men a lot. But Trevor and Scott and maybe Charlie, I didn't wasn't really paying attention to him, are definite like surfer boys. They got body, oddy, oddies on abs them. Just like for abs days. for days. Wash your laundry on those abs. Yeah. And they're good looking men. They're very attractive. And like, as you said, they're very pretty. Pero... Julio has a beard. He's like a Latinito and he's like not. He's got a little bit more meat on his bones, yes, which, which we I'm always appreciate. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So, I mean, everybody in this movie is just like very attractive. Put him on the front of a magazine. You know, everybody's pretty. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, literally, Charlie is like, yeah, surfing, seafood, and the women. But then we literally cut to him, to Charlie, literally the next, the very next moment. And Charlie seems to be like t- telling the the end of a joke. Like a fun story yeah. or something like. Like the end of the story of the joke. And he's telling this to the table where he's like, mom, dad, I'm not gay. He was sucking my dick. And I said, what? I didn't think of it as a joke. To me, it felt like he was telling an anecdote. I was very confused because he was like, "Uh, Julio, isn't Panama lovely with seafood and surf and women? And then literally cut to him being like, but mom and dad, I'm not gay. He's got my dick in his mouth or whatever. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Sun surfing women. (laughs) I'm not gay. He's sucking my dick. Which one is it? Figure out your life. So I never heard joke. I genuinely heard this is a personal experience where his parents walked in and found them sucking dick. Uh, Sure. And later on, I like throughout this movie, I'm like, oh, okay, so gay. And then we'll keep going until a moment where I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Again, like hideous lines before just sprinkled throughout (laughs) this movie. Why did you choose to include this ass end of this anecdote? Yeah. Again, an odd dick reference. It's always dicks. Kind of like a subtle homophobia sprinkled throughout here and there in this lovely film. Okay, so we cut to Trevor and Carmen. They're making out on the beach. Again, I liked this part because she continues to speak to him in Spanish. Mm -hmm. And Trevor, to give him a little bit of credit, seems to understand. He's never like, what? What are you saying? He follows. And he responds in English, but he knows what she's saying, Yeah, which I appreciated. It reminded me of living at home with my mom and dad. My mom would speak Spanish and my dad would answer in English. (laughs) All the time. All the time. Yeah. It's later that night and we're back in Scott and Steph's hotel room and Scott is looking up fun things to do in Panama on his computer And as he is looking at a map of Panama, he sees a place called the Darien Gap, and he seems intrigued. 
It's 70 miles away, which he seems to think is close by. But I thought, that's fucking too far. I'm not going That's there. far, bro. Jeez. And then to Steph, he says, you know, you could actually drive from Alaska to Argentina if it weren't for this little piece of jungle. Hmm. Mm. He then sees a YouTube video that says missing tourists. And in this footage, we see two men at night trekking through the jungle. They hear rustling and howling near them. And then they hear some sort of like slurping eating noise. Yeah. And kind of like hidden behind a tree in night vision, you see what looks like, like very barely you see like a creature Mm -hmm. eating something. Yeah. And then it seems to like look up at them. You only see like a shiny eye of the light reflecting on to them. So you see like the shape of like a head and maybe like it's literally incredibly shadowy. And because we're in night vision, it's like, ooh, kind of thing. Greens and very dark. dark. Yeah. Yeah. But the eye, you're like, oh, it's a creature. Yeah. So it looks up at them, it screeches, and these guys run off, and then the camera cuts away. Hmm. What could it be? Cállate la fucking boca is one of the things that the tourists say. <laughs> cállate la fucking boca. I was like, that's something I would say. Mira, cállate la fucking that's boca. Absolutely, in the Eileen lexicon. <laughs> So it's the next morning at this beautiful beach hotel. The guys go surfing. We're fucking surfing, bro. I wrote here, EDM, muscles, board <laughs> shorts. So they're all surfing. I wrote point break. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. I'd rather watch point break over this oh movie. Oh, my God. A thousand times. Are you kidding? So post surfing, Scott is on the beach. He's hanging out with Julio and he asks Julio about that video of the missing mm-hmm. teenagers in the jungle. And Julio says, yes, hasta ahora son solo pura speculation about what happened. And so Scott says, well, online it says that the locals seem to believe it has to do with the chupacabra. This was the moment that I texted you and I was like, holy shit, this is our first Chupacabra movie. Amazing. Yeah. I was genuinely shocked that we haven't, as of yet, we're like almost at 100. We're like 30 away, not even like 20 away from 100. And first time, first time we get a Chupacabra movie. And then I Googled it and there's not a lot of Chupacabra based films out there. Well, I was surprised to find out that the first time we get a Chupacabra movie, it's from Panama. I know. Because I was like, just to kind of be honest, when I think Chupacabra, I thought Mexico. And I was wrong, baby. Also me. Every time I think Chupacabra, I think Mexico. Oh. And when when we get to trivia, if y'all are like us that believe the Chupacabra is a Mexican creature, get ready, y'all. It is not. <laughs> so Julio, he says, the Chupacabra is not an animal. My people believe that it is like a demon. Not human or animal. It's like an evil spirit trapped in a half-human, half-monster body. And apparently it's the reason why the Darien Gap still exists. No one wants to enter the jungles, which sucks. Because there's a gorgeous waterfall in the jungle that we used to go to as kids. But because of all the trouble, we can't go anymore. And I thought right here, Julio, why did you say this? 
to this white man. Why did you say this? Yes. And also, interesting, I think we should remember when he said there was a gorgeous waterfall that we went to all the time as kids, Mm. which means that there was a period of time where there was no chupacabra Chupacabra. there. Mm -hmm. So let's just, just remember that for the future. Yes, absolutely. This moment here where he tells him about the waterfall gave me Pet Cemetery. Oh. Where Judd is like, let me tell you all about this Pet Cemetery. Let me fucking mm. take you there. But by the way, mm-hmm. don't ever go there. Don't ever do yeah, it. Yeah, what the hell? I mean, guys. I'm not putting any blame on Julio here. Like, this is not his fault. But I was also like, let's just not tell them about this place. It's Please. classic horror movie stuff where it's like... Here is a warning. You mustn't go. But at the same time, it's very intriguing and you're going to want to go. You're going to want to check it out. (laughs) (laughs) So meanwhile, Elena and Steph are sitting nearby on the beach and Steph shows Elena Scott's new program on her cell phone. So it seems that Scott is a programmer and he's just like looking for his big break. You know what I mean? Silicon Valley. Yes. So... Steph asks Elena to film a video of herself on her cell phone, which Elena does. And then Steph explains that the program on the cell phone that Scott has been working on has facial recognition. It uploads the video to YouTube and Facebook, and then it recognizes the contacts in your phone and automatically tags them. Cool. Which I am like... Bro, I don't need you tagging my grandma on my, like, thirst traps. All of my... (laughs) (laughs) Like, if I'm trying to fucking be horny on Maine, as the youth say. Please don't tag my grandma. Don't tag my grandma. I mean. All my contacts. uh, All my contacts. My boss. My fucking. All my contacts. I have contacts in myself. I literally will look through my cell phone and be like, who the fuck is that? Who the fuck is this? (laughs) Like, just names that say, like, Fred Bakery. And you're like. Totally. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then one day Fred Bakery is on his fucking phone and he's like, why is Eileen's ass in my face? Like, what the fuck? And the happiest day of Fred Bakery's (laughs) life. (laughs) Okay, 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 okay. So it's nighttime. We're on the beach. Uh, Our crew has set up like a beach campfire. Beautiful, lovely. And uh, they're sitting around this fire and Trevor says to Julio, hey, we're thinking about visiting that waterfall tomorrow. So it seems that Scott has opened his big mouth and told everybody about this waterfall that you're not supposed to go to. And Carmen comes in and she's like, oh, yes, it's supposed to be magic. It fills you with energy, good vibes, buena suerte, health. And fucking Steph says here, what? What did she say? Because Carmen is speaking in Spanish. And I was honestly kind of on Steph's <sighs> side because mm-hmm. she's like, she seems to bo- be the most like, what's the word? Like sens- sensible one. Yeah, like level headed. Because she's like, I don't know. It doesn't sound like a good idea. But when she's literally just like, <laughs> what? What did she say? What did this fucking <laughs> stupid bitch say? Yeah, exactly. Ugh. I can't, like you could <laughs> literally just be like, Carmen, could you repeat yourself? I'm I'm sorry I didn't understand you. Don't be a fucking bitch. Okay. (laughs) So then Julio cuts in and he says, Mira, look, I told you it's not safe anymore. Things have been happening there. Then specifically to Carmen, he says, 
tú tampoco lleve ese gente para allá. Prométemelo. Yeah. And she goes, te lo prometo. But then, okay, I just want to say. Please. This is what I wrote. It is incredibly frustrating to have the local person, the person who is from this place, say, hey, don't do this. Don't go. And then have these fucking gringo ass motherfuckers make a bunch of dick and cock jokes. And just like they're like, oh, your small dick won't be able to handle it. Oh, the maybe the fountain will make your dick bigger fucking needle dick or whatever the hell it is like. And then keep pushing the fact that they're going to still do it. It's like. If you're going to travel, guys, and I don't just mean to Latin America, I mean anywhere. anywhere in the world. It's so frustrating that we think we have ownership of these places that absolutely have nothing to do with it. You are privileged enough to get to experience the wonder of my country. And mm -hmm. yet you come in here and you fucking trample all over our boundaries and the things that we set up, which have a reason why you're doing it. Don't yeah. be a fucking stupid asshole. Anyways, <laughs> it's so frustrating. If anything, this movie is a guide of what not to not do. Not to do when you're a tourist. They should show this to fucking Amer to Ugh. United States <laughs> tourists. Yeah. Don't be this. A dick. <laughs> it's later on. We're in the pool. Pero now Julio is gone. And the rest of the crew is hanging out. And they're just chatting. And they're, they're still deciding whether to go or not. And I was just so pissed. However, mm. Steph, she says here, look, if it's off limits, that means it's dangerous. I still haven't forgiven her for what she said to Carmen, but I was like, okay, you're right. It's off limits. Don't fucking go. Yeah. And Scott is all, oh, relax. How many people have been killed by the Loch Ness Monster or Bigfoot? It's probably just something made up by the locals to stop tourists from spoiling the place. Then don't Precisely. go. You inconsiderate assholes. <laughs> Pero de nuevo, aquí viene la Carmen. She's like, look, it's totally safe. And fucking Trevor comes in here and he's Ooh. he copies her acts and he's like, what she said is totally safe. And I, oh my God. Bro. When he bro. copied her accent. Dude. This was a lesson for me. This was a lesson for me because I've done this. And I was like, the way this hit me, I was like, oh, don't fucking do this. Ooh. Well, it's different for us because, you know, because we're we're Latinos. We've been raised by women and and men that speak this way around mm -hmm. us. Yes. Like, pero, pero el, este gringo. Este gringo hijo de la gran puta. Oh, is He's totally safe. I'm like, you, you don't get to do that. Ooh, this fucking dude. I wanted to kick him in the fucking dick. <laughs> All caps. I wrote, I hate him. And, then, <laughs> <laughs> and so Elena then says, well, you all have fun. I'm not going. Good for and you. Good for you, girl. The rest agree to go. I hate them all. Yeah. It's the next morning. Carmen comes to pick everyone up and off they all go, including Elena, who has changed her mind. So she has joined them. Dumba. Yeah. They drive deep into the jungle. Meanwhile, Julio is surfing solo and he 
comes back onto the beach and he seems concerned because the guys didn't join him. So he goes to the hotel and he asks his friend Tatiana if she has seen the crew from last night. And she's like, oh yeah, los gringos salieron con Carmen en el carro. We're in the jungle. Carmen parks and she's like, okay, it's time to hike. So they all get out of the car. They walk into the jungle and it's very dense and dark. It's actually kind of spooky out here. Mm. I mean, it's full daytime, but the way that they have made it look in this film is like very closed in. Not sunny and bright, but just like claustrophobic and dark, which was a nice effect. As they hike through the dark jungle, Carmen gets a call from Julio, but she ignores it. And I thought here, Mm. well, at least they still have service. Right. They can still get calls. And we cut to Julio. We see him in his Jeep. He's leaving a message for Carmen. He's like, you better not have taken those people to the selva. You call me the second you get this. He speeds off in his Jeep into the jungle. So it seems he's coming to find them. To find them, yeah. Which, wow. Yeah, that's pretty nice for people you just met. Very nice of you. And as he's driving, he calls his tío, his uncle. And he's (laughs) like, tío, we got a problem. Call me. As soon as you possibly can. So in the jungle, finally, our crew makes it to the waterfall. And it is very pretty. Very, Mm. very pretty. And Scott takes this moment to pull out his cell phone. And he snaps a picture of them all together. Very much like The Descent. You've seen The Descent, yes? Absolutely, I have. This is ripped from The Descent. Oh, there are several moments that we'll get to that I was like, Descent, Descent, Descent. Yeah. Here we go. We're about to... To descend into the descent, basically. (laughs) So they swim, they drink, they make out. Mm. Meanwhile, we cut back to Julio. He has found their car in the jungle. Mm. He parks, he gets out, he heads into the selva to look for them. Again, I was like, damn, Julio, that's uh, that's very noble of you. Yeah, totally. We cut back to Carmen and Trevor. They're making out and they're getting all hot and heavy. So Carmen is like, not here. Quiero mostrarte algo. So they head off solo. And um, something to note here is that she is wearing a bunch of bracelets on one wrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the jungle, looking for these fools, Julio calls Scott on his cell phone and he leaves him a message saying, listen, call me ASAP. You need to get the fuck out of the jungle. But then he hears something rustling in the brush and everything goes quiet, which Mm. I liked. I was like, "Ooh, that's spooky. And as he's looking around, we see a creature race by. Fully scared me. I jumped. Freaked me out. Me too. We cut to Carmen and Trevor. They're making out in another more like private, secluded waterfall pool area. And then they also start to hear like weird noises off in the distance. Trevor brushes it off, but Carmen is clearly scared. So she's like, please just go check it out, which he does. But then Carmen gets out of the pool and begins to follow Trevor into the jungle. But they can't see each other. They're just in earshot. And as Godman is looking around, she also begins to see to to hear that rustling. And she sees a glimpse of that creature. She screams bloody murder. And meanwhile, back at the waterfall, everyone has gotten dressed to leave and they hear Godman scream. So they race toward the sound. Yeah. Meanwhile, we see that Julio, who is also racing in the opposite direction, has made it back to his Jeep and he fucking takes off. Bye. Goodbye. Back in the selva. Trevor finds one of Carmen's bracelets that she was wearing, and it's covered in blood. And just then, the rest of the crew run up. They find Trevor. 
Trevor shows them the bloody bracelet, and he's like, there's something out there. <gasps> so Charlie is all, we got to get the fuck out of here. But Trevor says, no, we can't just leave Garmin. And I was honestly surprised that he said that. I'm, yeah, totally. Surprised. So Scott says, I've got one bar of service on his cell phone. So Trevor tries to call Garmin, and they hear her cell phone ringing in the distance. So How they, do you have that number memorized? Oh, I didn't even My notice dude, that. They have been there 24 wow. hours. Bro, I've known you, uh, what, 20 plus years? I don't know your phone number by heart. Yours, I know the area code. I know the area 657? code. 657? Is that <laughs> no. your area code? <laughs> no. 914? <laughs> no. That's here in New York. Bro, I, I have zero clue. And this guy is like, I know this Panamanian phone number because yeah. it's yeah. obviously going to be something different. He grabs that phone and he's like, beep, boop, bop, boop, 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 like he's been calling that bitch every day his whole entire life. You tripping wow. if photographic you think memory that's over real. here yeah what the hell i was <laughs> like that's crazy so scott has got one bar of service trevor's like boop 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 got this <laughs> fucking <laughs> locked in my brain he calls carmen <laughs> and they hear her phone ringing in the distance so they go they find her phone it's smashed but it's still ringing pero no sign of carmen Scott then tries to call the hotel for help, but the service cuts out. So he says, we got to get to higher ground for better service. So off they go deeper into the jungle. Go back to the car, you fools. What are you doing? Go back to the car, you stupid. Oh, my God. Okay, so it's now nighttime. And thankfully, our crew has flashlights to light their way. Where they got these? No clue. Who knows? And as they're walking, Scott finally gets service and he receives that message from Julio being like, hello, call me, get the fuck out of there. And I thought, you got service, you got the message, call somebody. Call somebody. They don't. So <laughs> they just keep walking with their flashlights, illuminating small bits of brush here and there. And you're just waiting. Waiting. Waiting, waiting for something to pop out. And, you know, honestly, it's effective. I was like, Agreed. okay, when's it coming? When's it coming? Yeah, me too. And then... Bam! Trevor shines his flashlight on the creature and we finally get a glimpse of it. And it seems like very like white. You don't quite see it, but it's like yeah. white looking and all like, like limmy. It's like smooth skin. Long limmy, limbs. Limmy, yeah. as you said. Yeah, limbed and like. You don't get the full idea of what no. it is quite yet. No. So they all freak out clearly i would do the same i mean i jumped when they showed oh, it oh full jump yeah and so they're freaking out they hear this thing just like scuttling around everybody's running charlie falls his flashlight goes out and when he's able to turn it back on he's all alone so he just keeps running off and he's solito solito everybody gets separated in this you idiots scott and steph are running one way they get split up from elena Trevor's out somewhere running solo as well. Puta, everybody just getting Todo split up in this this frenzy. So Charlie <laughs> is all alone and he's screaming out for anyone. And then he hears the creature again, like somewhere around him. And then, bam, this thing jumps out at him. It attacks him. It's just chomping on his throat. And this is where I was like, oh, this is straight up a creature from the descent. Yeah. Absolutely. Just like a pallid, bald, weird mouth. Fanged, like, fangy, clawed. Yeah. Like humanoid creature. Yeah. 
It looked great, actually. I didn't mind. No, it looks cool, but it is a ripoff of The Descent. Definitely Descenty. Yeah, yeah. So poor Charlie is screaming. I mean, he's getting ripped to pieces. And so following his screams, Elena and Trevor find his dead body. They freak out. They run off. And then they find Scott and Steph. Everybody's freaked out, panicking. Yeah. They take a moment to collect themselves and they decide to keep just looking for cell phone service, going higher, <laughs> getting deeper into the jungle like idiots. Sorry, Charlie. Go fuck yourself and Bye. your fucking dead body. <laughs> Enjoy your meal, Death. Chupacabra. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a while later, still nighttime. Trevor insists that they need to take a break. So Scott goes off by himself again, trying to find higher ground. Why would you go alone? You're an idiot. For a moment, why would you leave each other? Stupid. This is stupidity. So Scott is alone and he tries his cell phone, pero nada. But he does take this moment to make that video that we saw at the very beginning of the movie where he's like, my name is Scott. I'm American. I'm lost. Send help. Mm. And just like in that same video from the beginning of the movie, he hears that horrible screaming. So he runs to see what's happening. And as he's running, he trips, he falls and he finds Trevor all bloody, but still alive yeah. on the ground. Yeah. And he's he keeps filming this on his cell phone. Yeah. And then, holy shit, here comes the chupacabra. It attacks Trevor. The chupacabra is pulling Trevor away. And Scott follows, but he loses Trevor near the opening of a cave. The Descent. Okay, so we're at the opening of the cave from The Descent, and <laughs> Scott goes into the cave following after the Chupacabra and Trevor, and it's very, very creepy and full of bats and fully The Descent. Yeah. My, I, every time I see bats, it makes me think of my tia used to always freak me out when I was living in Nicaragua because in Nicaragua, you get lots of bats in your house. <laughs> like yeah, you, I remember. Yeah. You just get bats because Nicaragua is so fucking hot. A lot of houses have a lot of open like mm-hmm. vibes going mm-hmm. on, especially at the top and the roofs and shit like that. So bats fly in and do their thing. And I remember one time I was at a tia and another tia's house and there was a bat just hanging on to one of the paintings, just like chilling yeah and, me th- and my tia was like don't don't do any big movements don't move a, a lot because if it flies into your hair you won't be able to get it out oh. and i immediately i know and i was like oy, 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 what and then all i imagined was like a bat like entangled in my hair and i was like no, I can't. So now that yep. I see whenever I see bats flying around, I'm like, my hair. My hair. My hair. <laughs> I, in, in my house in Nicaragua, I remember one time we had a bat, I think, hanging from like the curtains. It might uh-huh. have been Brazil. I can't remember. Or honestly, both. Yeah. And also in Nicaragua, we once had a snake behind the hamper. Ooh, 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 ooh. And one time in my bathroom, I was in there looking in the mirror. I don't know. Snake in the toilet? No, I stepped back to like leave the bathroom and I felt something under my foot. I lifted my foot and it was a huge motherfucking scorpion. Oh my God. I ran to the other end of the house. Scree. You know, when you like have a bug on yours, like like, flailing. (laughs) I didn't. And it didn't sting me. It didn't sting me. Shocker. Remember when Freddie got stung in his butt? (laughs) I was going to say, we need to include here our poor friend, Freddie. 
put on his fucking shorts one day and he got stung by a scorpion on the ass. Because there was a scorpion in his underpants, like chilling on the boxers on the floor. And he put them up and he got stung in the ass. He still came to school. We were like, bro, go limping, home. Limping. Limping. Dude. Yep. Wow. Life in Nicaragua. Anyway, let's go back to <laughs> Panama. <laughs> back in Panama, this uh, cave is full of bats. And so Scott is going deeper and deeper into this cave. And he finds that the ground is covered in bones Ooh. and rotting Ooh. body parts. And then he actually sees the chupacabra in there in the dark. And it seems to be chomping on some like bloody ass meat. This I really liked because we get the full the chupacabra is crouched down. You see its bald head and we don't see the face only like the top of his head because he's busy eating something horrible. But its knee is like close to its head because it's so limmy. Yeah. And it's and it's so creature-esque that you're just like, oh, what the fuck? And the sounds are really good here. The the eating, the creature. This is a good shot. It's lit by yeah. his flashlight, which I yes. was like, y esta chochada no ve la luz. Like, is it blind? Just like in the because, descent. Just uh-huh. like in the descent. Uh-huh. Um, however, at this point, Scott, you know, he sees this horrible sight and he begins to back up, but he steps on a bone. And the, uh-huh. chup- the chupacabra is like, hello. But <laughs> then the flashlight, the flashlight goes out and um, he's trying to turn the flashlight back on this. OK, this whole scene. Cool. Yeah. Because the flashlight is like, you know, flashing back on and we see flashes <gasps> of the Chupacabra's face, like literally like so right close. behind him. Just getting yeah, this closer and closer. This was cool. And then, boom, flashlight back on. We get a close up of the Chupacabra. It screeches and it sneaks off. It doesn't attack him. No. So Scott, obviously also freaked out, runs away. We're back outside in the selva and we see that Elena and Steph have also gotten separated, I guess, in the whole scuffle when Trevor was attacked. Yeah. And as Steph is looking around, bam, she's grabbed by Scott. And then meanwhile, poor Elena is still solita somewhere. She hears rustling nearby, but then, boo, it's just Scott and Steph running up. Scott checks his phone, and now it's just totally dead. Sorry. Sorry about it. Meanwhile, Julio has made it back to the city, and he receives Scott's video that was was recorded earlier. So it seems that the video was posted to social media. So Julio watches this video, and then he drives to a nearby military or police situation and asks Mm -hmm. to see his tío. Okay, we're back in the cave And we see that Trevor is alive. He is Mm. fucked up, but he's alive. So he's got a Zippo. He lights his Zippo lighter and uh, he's looking around. He checks out his leg, which is busted. And so he's trying to get out of the cave. And as as he's shuffling along, he finds Carmen. Mm. He gets closer. She's on the cave floor. But when we get closer, we see she is chewed up and Headless. Bye. No, no head. cabeza. No. <laughs> Sin cabeza la pobre. Pobrecita. Me, pero me dio, me dio risa porque 
when he finds her, she's on the ground back to him. So yes. we see, uh, and because it, he only has his Zippo to light, we don't see, it's very dark and, and shadowy. So the camera pans over her. We see like these humongous bite marks on yeah. her ribs and shit. Ugh. And then, and then he turns her around and, you know, there's no head, but it doesn't look like chewed off head. It just looks like a sliced off Sliced. <laughs> so I was like, oh, so the chupacabra has some tools. <laughs> so just a, a sharp ass machete back there. Yeah. He said, slice. I'm going to save the rest of this body for later. <laughs> <laughs> but first head soup. Um, <laughs> now, this also was something that I made me feel weird. Okay. Because Carmen, who is Latina, is the first to go. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't think the movie really put any thought into this, honestly. Right. But I was like, why? Is she being punished? Especially if she's the one that has... Because she, in the beginning, tells Julio, like, we used to go... When they're talking yeah. about, we used to go there when we were little. So, like, she's the experienced one. Or maybe that's supposed to freak us out that even if you're experienced and, you know, and have knowledge of the area, mm-hmm. you're still going to get got. But like, yeah, it's not. Well, I was like, are you punishing her because she still went? But I'm like, but she's of here. Yeah. This is her play. I, I don't know. It just didn't sit right with me that sure, she was I get it. the first to go or that she died at all. Honestly, yeah. she's very like tossed aside, you know, mm-hmm. literally headless. Okay. <laughs> So when Trevor sees her headless body, he clearly freaks out. He, you know, like shuffles back. He takes off his shirt. And I was just like, ¿Y por qué? why is he taking his shirt off? It's to it's to like bandage up his leg. But I was like, really, with Muscles Magoo here, this is the time after finding your girlfriend's headless body. Why wouldn't you have done that when Before. you could, looked at your knee the first time when we first saw it? You literally had a moment Looking at your fucked up knee. But now, yeah. now you're going to do this. Yeah, this is the time. And I just want to say, even though that's annoying, when he ties the shirt onto his knee, whoever designed the sound was like, this is the time to add some crunching and slopping and gross stuff. So he like ties it tight and it's just like, and I was like, oh, the sounds are horrible. <laughs> well, hey, at least horrible sounds. We'll give it that. Yeah. And we have a solid little pocket of terror going on here. Solid. So as he's tying up his wounded leg behind him, pocket of terror, we see that chupacabra creeping around. It's so weird to call it the chupacabra to me because I'm just (laughs) like, this is the creature from the descent. I don't know. It feels weird. Especially this part because we don't see the full chupacabra going by. We see his limbs in the Mm. pocket of terror get kind of like lit up. Mm. And it does seem very descenty in that he isn't on the ground it's he's like on the walls it yeah, seems of like the cave around. or upside down or something he, solo se ve como el codo y la rodilla it's just very much limbs again creeping around the, back there on the yeah on the top part of this pocket of terror you're like mm. Mm. No me gusta. so now trevor since he tied up his leg he's able to stand up and he's trying to make his way out of the cave system and he sees the exit. Not the exit. <laughs> There's not the like opening. a red sign. It's a, yeah, it's just like an <laughs> He sees like the opening of the cave. And he's like, okay, there we go. The exit. But then he hears <laughs> screeching. He turns around and 
Uy. The Uy. chupacabra is right there in his face. And we see now that it has like this long ass freaky tongue. Yes. <laughs> yes. Venom. And then we're out in the selva with the rest of the crew and they hear Trevor scream. So they're like, oh, fuck. They all huddle together. They all turn off their flashlights. Turn your light off. Like Blair Witch Project. Yeah. They don't go to help him. Sucks for you, Trevor. <laughs> I know. I'm, I will say, even though it's fully The Descent, mm-hmm. I was scared. I literally wrote, ah, like lots of A's oh. and a couple H's and that tongue. I was like, oh, this is this no. is a scary monster. The creature design is cool. And I didn't, of course, I was a little let down because I was like, you clearly ripped this from The Descent. However... I didn't expect it to look like that. And it mm-hmm. is effective creature design. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're back at the police military operation with Julio and we meet Julio's tío that he's been looking for. And Julio tells tío. his tío, mira, Carmen met some gringos at the resort. She took them to the waterfall. I told them that it was a bad idea, but she still took them. And then Julio shows the tío the video that Scott made. And the tío says to Julio, does anyone else know about this? And Julio says, I hope not. So this is the moment where I was like, oh, this is a military experiment gone wrong. Because the oh. way that the Theo, that's was that was my immediate, like the first thing that popped in my mind. Because why would his very, who his Theo seems to be high up in yes. this police military vibe that we have. And the concern that he had when he was like, who else knows about this? I was like, oh, nobody is supposed to know about this. Yes. Which then reminded me of, of Julio saying when we were younger, we would go there and do play and whatever. So it makes it made a little bit more sense to me of like, oh, this creature was probably created by someone something and released into the wild even if it's not a creature created by the military or some sort of experiment gone wrong this point of yours they know they have knowledge yeah this theo he's like i've known yes. about this yes uh i that yes absolutely so we now cut to a young pretty white couple asleep in bed A cell phone rings and this pretty guy, again, they're all so pretty. He picks it up. He's like, oh, he's half asleep. And on the other end, we see a woman tell this guy, have you seen your brother's video? Go to Facebook now. So this guy, who happens to be Scott's brother, Michael, grabs his computer. And with his girlfriend, who's all, come back to bed. (laughs) They watch Scott's uploaded video and they both freak out as they're watching this video because you see in the footage the chupacabra the attack on trevor todo so this guy michael calls his mom so it's dawn in the jungle scott elena and steph wake up and little do they know that scott's video has gone fully viral because incredibly viral (laughs) these are white tourists in peril yeah Okay, so we get all this footage of people watching this video that's going viral. It is hilarious. Hilarious. 
Yes. Hilarious. Hilarious. There's some guy in an office being like, whoa, dude. And then we Did get. Did you see that? There's fucking people in quote unquote Asia, somewhere in Asia, where they're like, can you believe this? Can you <laughs> believe then, this? All these comments like, what the fuck? <laughs> whoa. This is fake. Click, click, click. <laughs> yeah. OMG so fake. Okay. So yeah. it's gone viral. And now we hear a news report in Spanish that's like, hey, the video has gone viral. It's the biggest story in the world right now. All eyes are on Panama. And honestly, I was like, I didn't <laughs> I didn't see this twist coming of this video going viral. Yeah. <laughs> but it was hilarious to me. Hilarious. 10 million views is what she said. Got 10 million views in like Jeez. just a few hours. Okay. And then we see... <laughs> A news chopper being loaded up. It's headed out to find our crew in the jungle. And we actually see like news footage of the very dense jungle. The search is on. We cut to TVN Ultimas Noticias Panama. And we get a reporter talking about the viral video. And she tells us the national police are out on a search and rescue mission. And then we cut to seeing Julio and a soldado, a soldier, racing into the jungle in what looks like a big military truck. In the back of this military truck, we see the tío yelling at some soldados, you're going to cover a 10-kilometer range all around this waterfall. And then we quickly cut back to see Scott's brother, Michael, watching this on the news with his family. Again, it's hilarious. It's so worldwide funny. news. News! And then... <laughs> Back in the jungle, unaware of the madness that has ensued because of their stupid asses, yep. Scott, Elena, and Steph continue to walk around looking for a way out. And then, boom, the creature races by, scaring them. Scared me, too. Yeah, me, too. And they begin to run off, and they see the chopper flying above. So they chase this news chopper. Mm. As they're running, Steph trips, she falls, and she busts her leg so badly that her bone sticks out. And so she's like, leave me behind. Leave me. Just run. I would not. I'd be like, bitch, lift me up. You better fucking <laughs> take my ass. I am not getting eaten by the chupacabra right now. Well, thankfully, Scott is like, hell no. So he sends Elena off to flag Keep down going. the chopper. Keep yeah. going. So Elena runs off. Scott pulls out a bandage. He wraps up Steph's leg and then he pops her bone back into place, throws her over his shoulder and off they go to chase the chopper. Meanwhile, Elena has made it out into a clearing and she is spotted by the chopper, by the news footage. Like we literally see her on yeah. the news. And then the news crew at Ultimas Noticias Panama headquarters tells the chopper, do not land because this shot of Elena is great. Incredibly fucked. What the fuck? <laughs> Land! <laughs> Save this woman! And then, of course, Elena is snatched and attacked by the Chupacabra on... Full daylight! Live TV. Yeah. Full daylight. Live TV. And the, new the news is like, oh, corta, corta, corta. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, let's uh, not show that. And then Ooh. they show the reporter and she's like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> It's so funny. You also get like a quick shot of like just a dude hanging out in Panama watching this and he's smiling. He's just like, oh, he's like, yeah. <laughs> cool. Chupacabra on Chupacabra. TV. <laughs> oh, shit. 
we're back with Scott and Steph and they have they have to stop real quick to take a breather and tell each other now in this moment that they love each other, which is just ridiculous. And yes. then here comes the chupacabra. Of course, it comes in for the kill. It attacks Steph and it's trying to drag her off. But hold on, because I really I like this moment. They're like, oh, I love you, whatever. And uh, Scott turns around to look at something, do something, whatever. And he turns back around and the chupacabra is legit like, I would like to talk to you about your insurance. Like he is <laughs> fully in her oh ear. God. Like the cat with the dog that's like, Chris. Oh my God. <laughs> I love some Chris. Just like it's, making making muffins. Making muffins like, in her fucking shoulder. <laughs> Don't move. We're going to go get some crisps. But he's fully like in her ear whispering sweet nothings. And I jumped. I was like, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. this ending was full of jumps. Full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the chupacabra is pulling Steph one way. Scott is pulling her the other way. And then Scott grabs a branch. He whacks the chupacabra with it. So the chupacabra attacks him. It's about to kill Scott when kablamo. Here comes the military police, whatever, shooting at the chupacabra. So it goes running off. I was like, fucking Steph was just sitting there being like, Scott, Scott. I was Girl. like, bitch, throw a rock. Do something. I know your leg hurts. Hit the damn thing. Agarra algo y tiráselo encima. No I te mean, estúpida. If I'm being honest, I was like, just kill them. I just <laughs> kill them. They suck. Just, yeah. don't, I don't fucking care about them. Kill yeah. them. I was also glad that we don't see the chupacabra die. It just yeah. runs off. I was like, don't yeah. you fucking kill that thing. Don't kill that, dude. <laughs> you came into its territory. It's your damn fault. You didn't, yeah. you didn't listen. So Scott and Steph are rescued. We're back on the news. On the news, it says, All eyes are on the Panamanian jungle where five gringos and one Panameña have been attacked by what until now has been a legend, the Chupacabras. When we tried to talk to Juan Álvarez, jefe de la Policía Nacional, this is the tío. tío. We're like, mm -hmm. oh, this is the tío, the, the jefe He's of the, the national police. Okay, yeah. damn. The news says he refused to make a statement. And we do see Juan Alvarez like, get the fuck out of here. Uh, yeah, no, no statement, no comment. Which is, again, I was like, ooh, he knows something. That true. Yeah, something's he knows something. And then we cut to Julio on the news and he says, Esa gente viene, los extranjeros, y no escuchan las leyendas. No las respetan. Y las leyendas están allí por algo. Alguna verdad tienen. Mm -hmm. Hello. The news continues. Scott and Steph have been detained for questioning and to receive medical attention. And then we cut to seeing Scott and Steph. They're recovering together at a hospital. And now we hear again on the news. The events in the Darien jungle have received worldwide attention. Reports and sightings of cryptids from all over the world have been given scrutiny. What was once considered conspiracy theory or urban legend is now receiving front page attention. Sightings of the Chupacabra are now being reported in Texas. The Panamanian government has increased resources to find the missing tourists, but every passing hour, the possibility of rescue becomes increasingly dire. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the families, to the families of the missing foreigners who are desperate for any signs of life. And then we see that picture 
of all the group together that Scott took. It's just like the descent theme. Okay, let's get into some trivia. Let's do it. Okay. What the fuck is the chupacabra? Let's talk about it. Um, (laughs) Britannica.com says, I chose Britannica because um, I feel like we give Wikipedia a lot of love, which thank you, Wikipedia. But let's see what Britannica has to say. Great. Says here, legendary creature. Legend. So the Chupacabra in Latin American popular legend is a monstrous creature that attacks animals and consumes their blood. The name is derived from the Spanish words chupar and cabra, which is to suck and goat, and can be translated as (laughs) goat sucker. Sure. (laughs) Stupid. As a fearsome but probably non-existent creature, the chupacabra has been characterized as the southern equivalent of the Sasquatch. The chupacabra only recently joined the vampire in the bestiary of blood-sucking creatures. Here we go. Chupacabras were first reported in 1995 in Puerto Rico. Which was, this was the mind-blow situation for me. Same I was like, for holy me. holy shit. So it says here... In Puerto Rico, where they were blamed for attacks on goats, sheep, and other domestic animals, supposedly leaving uneaten carcasses that were drained of blood. Early reports described a creature that stood upright and resembled a large reptilian kangaroo with huge red eyes. I know. (laughs) No actual specimens were found. And skeptics suggested that witnesses may have been influenced by the Hollywood science fiction horror film Species, which was released in 1995. Hilarious. This was hilarious. Have you seen that movie? <laughs> I've never seen Species. <laughs> We're watching it. We are we watching it. <laughs> um, oh, it's trash. And Species, which features a monster uh, of very similar appearance, apparently. But other sightings were reported throughout the Americas and as far north as the United States. A different type of chupacabra was also reported in many of the same places. These chupacabras were smaller and stood upon four feet. That's what I imagine when I hear chupacabra is more of a canine vibe. Yes. Uh, It says here they were generally canine in appearance, but hairless. Actual specimens were produced but they were identified by biologists as coyotes, dogs, or canine hybrids. The animals owed their strange appearance to hair loss resulting from mange, as, mm. which is an infestation of the mite Sarcoptes scabiae. <laughs> okay. Sure. It was suggested that the canines attacked livestock because the debilitating effects of the infestation put wild prey out of their reach. Oh, that makes sense. So, like, because they're so tired and fucked up of the mange, yeah, it's easier for them to grab a fucking sheep who is, like, probably enclosed not, or, like, yeah. not running around or whatever. Can I tell you a quick story? Please. Real quick. There was one time I was in the Poconos uh, on vacation with, with some family, and it was late at night, and I was hanging out on a beach with my brother-in-law, Chris, and I was high as fuck (laughs) we had both been like probably drinking i think we had had some edibles and we're just like hanging out on the beach listening to some music chatting and all of a sudden from the nearby woods 
we see like a little like dog creature <gasps> emerge from the woods, but it was hairless. Ooh. And I was like, the chupacabra. Chris, it's a fucking chupacabra. <laughs> and it's like, I, I assume that that's like the same kind of sighting, but it's clearly like a coyote that's unhealthy. It's got mange. Sure. But the sight of it at night, especially fucking high as balls, I was yeah. like, it's actually, I was actually scared. Like we both were yeah. just like creeped and it kind of came toward us a little bit, but then veered away. So I can see why people would be like, it creeped me out. That's the yeah. chupacabra, even though clearly it's just, you know, like a sick animal. Anyway, Poor that's things. my that's my chupacabra sighting. You've had an en- encounter. <laughs> In the <Poconos>. <laughs> Now here's a little bit about chupacabras also, but this is from allthatsinteresting.com. Hmm. And the title of the of the article is Chupacabras, the surprising true story behind the bl- the blood-sucking mythical creatures, written by Katie Serena on July 14th, 2021. In 1995, Madeline Tolentino spotted an alien-like creature outside her home in Puerto Rico. Thus, the legend of the Chupacabra began. So it was because of this woman, Madeline Tolentino. Madeline, (laughs) what have you done? What did you do, girl? (laughs) So... It says here, this has a different description of the of the chupacabra. It says here, mm-hmm. a, f- a blood-sucking creature, allegedly the size of a small bear, sometimes with a tail, often covered in scaly skin, and with a row of spines down its back, the chupacabra has been a staple in Puerto Rican folklore for decades. As soon as the word of the Puerto Rican farm animals being attacked and drained of their blood broke, farmers in other countries began complaining of their own attacks. Animals in Mexico, Argentina, Chile, Colombia, and the United States were all dying similarly gruesome deaths, seemingly with no explanation. Before long, word of the chupacabra reached Benjamin Radford, an American writer and general skeptic of chupacabra tall tales. Over the next five years, Radford would make it his life's work to either track down a living specimen or debunk the legend of the chupacabra once and for all. His years-long journey took him through forests and farmland across South America and the southwestern United States until he finally found what he was looking for, someone who had actually seen a chupacabra up close and personal. Her name was Madeline Tolentino, and she'd seen the chupacabra through a window at her home in Canovanas, a town east of San Juan, Puerto Rico, in 1995. She said it hopped like a kangaroo and reeked of sulfur. Mm. Other people that Radford tracked down who claimed to have seen the chupacabra themselves corroborated her description. But for years, Radford's investigation went nowhere. Quote, I was, of course, initially skeptical of the creature's existence. At the same time, I was mindful that that new animals have yet to be discovered. I didn't want to just debunk or or dismiss it. If the chupacabra is real, I wanted to find it. How does one get the money for this? Girl, go to the bank and be like, hello, I'd like to take out a loan to see if I can discover the chupacabra. And the bank guy is like, you got it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I mean, for for real, though. Wow. 
Maybe he came from money. Who knows? Who knows? For years, chupacabras were only the stuff of folklore and internet conspiracy theories. Then came the bodies. In the early 2000s in Texas and elsewhere in the southern in the southwestern United States, people started finding dead bodies resembling the chupacabra's description, hairless four-legged creatures with burnt-looking skin. Ugh. About a dozen have turned up since then. Farmers and ranchers called the authorities having no idea what these creatures could have been, but it turns out the answer was pretty simple. They were mostly dogs and coyotes. The reason these animals get get identified as chupacabras is because they've lost their hair owing to sarcoptic mange, which we talked about Mm -hmm. from the other one. But what about the dead cattle? Dogs have attacked my animals, a Puerto Rican man told the New York Times in 1996 after he lost five of his sheep to exsanguination. What a great word. Exsanguination. Yes. He may have been mistaken because, according to the BBC, it's not uncommon for a dog to bite another animal and then leave it to die with no apparent injury besides the original mark. Okay. So why has the Chupacabra legend stuck? Radford thinks it could have something to do with anti-U.S. sentiment in Puerto Rico. There's talk on the island of how the U.S. government conducts top-secret scientific experiments in El Yunque rainforest. To some Puerto Ricans who already feel exploited by the Americans, it isn't too much of a stretch to think the U.S. could have created a blood-sucking creature in the lab and allowed it to wreak havoc on local farmland. And what of the sightings like Tolentinos that don't remotely match the description of the mangy of a mangy dog? Radford has an explanation for that, too. In 1995, the same year that Tolentino first claimed to see the Chupacabra, Hollywood released the sci-fi horror film Species, (laughs) which featured a Canadian model as an alien human hybrid. The film was partially filmed in Puerto Rico and Tolentino had seen it. It's all there. She sees the movie. Then later she sees something she mistakes for a monster. Radford said, and thanks to the newly popular Internet, the legend spread like wildfire. Uh, Are we going to have to cover species on (laughs) Week Horror? (laughs) We might have to. Interesting here. So I found an article, this is no longer about Chupacabras, this is specifically about the film, but I found an article titled, Hoy se estrena película El Chupacabras que se filmó en Panamá. And it's from a website called certv.gob.pa, Panama. Uh-huh. And it says here, I don't know if this is a mistake on the on the article's part or what, but it says, Hoy se estrena en salas de cine de Panamá, El Chupacabras, in parentheses, indigenous, una producción estadounidense, I've never been able to say estadounidense, estadounidense, whatever, dirigida por, <laughs> dirigida por Chris Sun. ¿Qué? Yeah. I was like, uh, that's weird. And then it says que se rodó en 35 días en distintos puntos del Istmo. So it's mm-hmm. took 35 days to shoot. Uh, 
un proyecto en el que participó equipo interpretativo y técnico nacional. So people, Panamanian people worked on the film, which is very cool. Lovely. María Cecilia Arias, who is the uh, cord the producer of and productora de coordinación del filme and chief of production on the second unit, she shared that some of the places they filmed in Panama are San Felipe, Gamboa, el Aeropuerto Internacional de Tocumen, and mm -hmm. el Centro Penitenciario El Renacer, Playa Venao, Las Esclusas de Pedro Miguel, Chilibre, Colón, la ciudad de Sarbe la ciudad del saber y el valle de Antón. So those are all the places that wow. we saw in this film. And it says, quote, mm. el, cien, el 100% de la película fue filmado en nuestro país. Sin duda, un orgullo para nosotros ver las vistas tan hermosas del interior de nuestro país. And I was like, yeah, it totally is beautiful to see your beautiful country. Very beautiful. Yes. Very quickly, let's talk about Mark Steger, who played our Chupacabra. I just want to say, like, the he is, this man is known, he is a Doug Jones vibe. He's known for playing lots of creatures. Totally. Uh, so let's talk about some of the fun creatures he has been. Um, he was the monster in Stranger Things, which is Amazing. very cool. Mm -hmm. He was the pale lady in Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which we I still to, haven't seen. You, we need you to cover right? this. Oh, I've seen it. Yes. Absolutely. You've seen it. Absolutely. I was a huge fan of those books as a kid. Clearly. Duh. Me too. And I, I saw it in the movie theaters because I was so excited. We should definitely talk about this on the pod for sure. I mean, the, the trailer for because that's all I've seen. But in the trailer, mm -hmm. if you've seen the trailer for Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, the pale lady is that humongous like uh, blobby woman with like stringy horrible she's a nightmare that creature i mean you've is... seen the picture from the book correct yes yes it's spot on <laughs> spot, spot on. on yeah he also uh in the film the man who killed hitler and then bigfoot starring sam elliott who is now very problematic how dare you i mm -hmm. loved you and you're in your mustache and now you're gonna make me fucking not dude, like you you fucking fuck dude. it up yeah he played the Bigfoot, which is kind of cool. Cool. <laughs> in uh, in reference to our movie club days, he played Toby, which is the creepy monster ghost creature of paranormal activity, the ghost <laughs> dimension. Um, <laughs> oh, the ghost dimension was bad. Yeah, very bad. But he played uh, Toby. Nice. And also... He played uh, a weird alien in Men in Black 2, and he played an infected guy in I Am Legend. So my dude is here being a creepy dude all around. Busy. Way to go. Genuinely very talented at his job. What a cool particular, like, group of people to be. Like, Doug Jones, Mark Steger, you know, like, these characters... Yes. Uh, Bonnie Aarons, I believe, is the woman who played like the nun. I think that's her name. Just like these yes. like, incredible actors who get to do these fun roles. What a dream. I'd put Andy Serkis, who we're talking about uh, right yes. before we uh, yes. recorded. I'd say I'd say we were talking about Andy Serkis because we were talking the Batman. Yes, the Batman. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's in that category, too, where they're. 
they're there for their physicality that they yes. know they know how to embody things which i think is it's why i say uh zombie films from korea are like top level because the physicality those people use often i'm like these people must be dancers because oh my god the the body ha- awareness yes and i think it's such a it's such a wonderful it really fills out your movie when you have somebody that knows how to embody that kind of stuff and it just it it's a talent that is absolutely i think one of the most important ones to have we're so focused on face and emotion and stuff like that but guess what dude there's so much more the body conveys so Mm. way Mm. to go mart steger you're the fucking you're a fucking goat and finally i just wanted to give a little shout out to (laughs) laura peñuela who played uh, Carmen. Mm-hmm. She is an actress and singer from Colombia. Uh, and she currently has a song out. Um, well, I don't know if it's very current, but she's got a song that's called Puya La Piñita. And if you go to her Instagram, you can uh, check it out. Uh, on. She's got a link for her YouTube video of this mm-hmm. song. It's kind of a little bop. It's got some fun, like I totally check this out. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. She's yeah. um, she's definitely an an Instagram girl, and mm-hmm. uh, she got a body yaddy yaddy. So check her out, just because she's of a, a Latina in this film. That absolutely, should we should highlight the 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 Latin people in this film. Yeah. So, and her Instagram is lalao.official. So, check Laura Peñuela out. And that's she, the end of my trivia. I love it. She calls her, her music cumbia electronica, which I was like, <laughs> wow. I love that. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, okay, great. Love your trivia. Thank you so much for sharing. Okay, so here is my trivia for today. Let's talk about Juancho Villaverde. Yes. Villaverde. My bad. So you can find him on Instagram at Juancho V. That is J-U-A-N-X-O-V. He is an actor. He played Julio in this movie. Mm-hmm. So like I said, he's an actor and he's a correspondent for ESPN Panama. Very hey, cool. Yeah, uh, very cool. He also happens to be the president of ASDAP, which is the Asociación de Derechos de Intérpretes Audiovisuales. Okay. And I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah. So you can look this up online, ASDAP. ASDAP is the entity for managing the rights of, of performers that promotes the recognition of actors, dancers, voice actors, and others covered by Law 64 of 2012 which recognizes in Article 124 that it grants performers or performers of audiovisual works and recordings to remuneration rights for for communication to the public and for rental. I know that sounds very confusing, Uh but I looked it up and this is what I'm understanding here. It's basically like your role that you played or whatever you did, you have a right to basically the money that you make for that. So like, I think it's basically like we will 
copyright your work. So whenever, sure. you know, rentals, like they said here, if it's ever aired on TV, whatever it you might be. You get your money. You get your money. I don't quite understand, but uh, like residuals. That's it. Residuals. Yeah. It's I think I didn't quite follow, but I think this is just like they're like unions? looking out for each other. Kind of. It's like you will get paid for your work. Basically, you can copyright it and get paid for it. Something nice. along those lines. He's president like, of this. He is president of ASDAP. Yeah, dude, go for it. Thank you for looking out for us. I'm yeah, including dude, myself. For real. Let's talk about the Panama creature. <gasps> okay. Oh, okay. This is from Wikipedia. Because I also was just like, Panama, Chupacabra, whatever. What did they have on this? And this is what popped up. So it says here, the Panama creature, also variously referred to as the Panama monster, Panama E.T., Cerro Azul monster, <laughs> Blue Stream monster, or Blue Hill horror, Whoa, refers what? to a carcass photographed near the town of Cerro Azul, Panama, in September of 2009. <gasps> After the animal was discovered and reputedly killed by a group of teenagers, photographs of the corpse were given to Telemetro, a Panamanian television station. There was speculation about the identity of the creature with suggestions including a hairless sloth, an alien species, or a creature new to science. Not a hairless sloth. However, sorry. Oh boy. A biopsy performed by the National Environment Authority of Panama on the remains a few days after the creature's discovery concluded that the corpse was, in fact, that of a male brown-throated sloth. No! The odd appearance had been caused by underwater decomposition, which had resulted in hair loss. You poor baby! Oh, honey! Once identified, the corpse was buried. So... Pobrecito. There's a picture of this poor baby just bloated and hairless like on Ew. a creek. And Holy you know what it looks shit. like? That hideous uh, shot from E.T. that scared the shit out of you of E.T. Oh, looking all like, like pale. It's what Ugh. it looks like. I will never watch E.T. again. So rest in peace, you adorable sloth. Oh, sloth. You aren't a creature. You're just... Just a poor little slog. Okay. A bean. <laughs> now let's talk about the Darien Gap. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. The Darien Gap is a geographic region between the North and South American continents within Central America, consisting of a large watershed, forest, and mountains in Panama's Darien province and the northern portion of Colombia's Choco department. Remember cool. from Saulo? Yeah. We talked about this in our solo uh, episode. The gap in question is that of the Pan American Highway, of which 106, 106 kilometers between Yavisa, Panama, and Turbo, Colombia, has not been built. Road building through this area is expensive and detrimental to the environment. Don't do mm, it. Don't do it. Political consensus in favor of road construction collapsed after an initial attempt failed in the early 1970s. Wow. Resuming in 1992, only to be halted by serious environmental concerns. As mm. of 2022, there is no active plan to build the missing road. Please just don't, don't do, do it. it. Just don't do it. Leave it alone. Please leave the chupacabra alone. OK, so here it says... <laughs> In the 2010s, thousands of migrants, primarily Haitian, crossed the Darien Gap en route to the United States. 
The hike is demanding and dangerous with rape and robbery common, and there are <gasps> numerous fatalities. Oh, no. Appa- apparently, it's very popular with, like, adventure travelers. And that I'm makes just sense. like, maybe you should just kind of leave it be, people. Come on. Just just don't. Just don't go there. It's beautiful. There Let's just leave it be. Don't touch it. And that exactly. is my trivia for today. Lovely. How about I ask you some questions? Yes, please do. Jonathan, were you scared? Yes, I was scared. It was laced with massive frustration, but I was scared. What about you? Me too. Same. I uh, I had several moments of jumping in fear. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, what was your best scare? My best scare was when Scott was in the cave and his flashlight went out and he's like trying to, you know, smack it. So it turns back on and you see the flashes of the chupacabra behind him. Very well done. Scared me. That's going to take it. What about you? For me, it was the first attack on Trevor when he like jumps out and we see La Lengua come out because I literally was like, ah, and then (laughs) and then I'm going to give a shout out to uh, the whispering moment where the Chupacabra (laughs) wanted to sell insurance to uh, what's her dick Uh, because I literally was like, whoa, 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 he's right there. Um, So those are mine. Who was your favorite character? I'll give it to Julio because, you know, he went back into that jungle all by himself to try to find these foolish-ass tourists. And I will give it to the Chupacabra. <laughs> what about <laughs> Those you? Those were mine, too. <laughs> Those were also mine. Julio and Chupacabra. Yes, totally. Uh, what was your best line? Julio's line. Esa gente viene, los extranjeros, y no escuchan las, le- las leyendas, no las respetan, y las leyendas están ahí por algo. Alguna verdad tienen. I mean, come on, dude. That's it. Thesis thesis statement of our film. Thesis statement of our film. 100%. That is also my line that I picked. Yeah. Highlighting, no la respetan. That one is... Oof. Hello. Reality. Uh, what was your best death? I'll give this to Charlie because it's our first on-screen death. Uh, you know, and it's kind of vicious. You see the chupacabra just like really chomping into him. So, and I didn't like Charlie at all. So I was like, yeah, eat him. So (laughs) Charlie's death, 100%. What about you? I gave it to Trevor just because I was like, yeah, fucking eat that guy, dude. I don't fucking give a hot fuck about this fucking douche. Yeah, seriously. Um, Did you learn anything from the film? I learned about the Darien Gap. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it was light. So I learned a little bit about that. So I will say, yes, I did. What about you? I'd say lightly, yes, also. I mean, this, uh, also the fact that um, uh, the Chupacabra started in Puerto Rico, like granted that was from research, but, you know, I literally (laughs) was blown away by the fact that it's a fucking Puerto Rican thing. Like, what the hell? What the hell? hell? (laughs) Truly living our lives, believing it was a Mexican legend and it truly was not. Like idiotas. Yeah, puro idiota. And, um... How many ooeys do you give this film? I would love to give this film five ooeys just because for Panama, for the fact that, you know, Panamanian people worked on the movie. It was beautiful to to look at in terms of like, you know, the, the paisaje and everything. Loved that. But I will give this movie a one. One ooey. I was scared. I liked the creature design. 
But those characters were so unlikable. Mm. The movie felt disrespectful like straight up disrespectful. We covered all this. We did. Yeah. And like, it was powerful enough for me to knock it down. Mm-hmm. So the one that I'll give it, all that credit I'll give is cool creature, Julio Carmen, the actual like, you know, characters from there, uh, the beautiful, beautiful country that we see here. That's what I'll give it to. But damn, did those assholes really just piss me off. What about you? I gave it two for specifically the reasons that you are also giving. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think like creature wise, good stuff. Give me that Panamanian. uh, I want to live in that way more. And, you know, I just agree. There is so much shitty toxic masculinity, white privilege colonialist vibes it's just like all that other and this script is just poor so you know uh good creature good country two points for me i mean good looking movie yeah it's a good looking movie yeah that monster uh, that monster could have been there's no cgi everything is pretty fucking practical it seems Mm. Mm -hmm. so you know it's there's good stuff there it's just man the the (laughs) that script was rough i mean maybe that was the point to make us i mean to make us dislike these people so much just be like don't be douchebags like this i don't know if that was the Mm. point then you nailed it then you nailed it yeah <laughs> let's get the fuck out of here though yeah let's get out of the durian gap and durian no darian uh-huh. uh-huh. durian is fruit um <laughs> it smells uh thank you so much for being here with us we appreciate you kindly remember to subscribe rate and review you can follow us on our redes sociales at Uikiorror on Instagram and Twitter. Send us an email at Uikiorror at gmail.com. Thank you to Sonoro. We love you. You can follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Sonoro Podcast. And um, if you're going to travel to a foreign country, I don't care where the fuck it is on this beautiful blue-green planet that we have. If you're going to travel... Just respect the people and their customs and the things that they tell you. How about you listen and um, be respectful? That's all you got to do. You're, you're going to enjoy the place you're visiting. You're going to enjoy it even more if you're following their customs and the th- they've lived mm-hmm. there their whole entire lives. If you just go there and go with the flow and what they're saying and what they're doing, you don't need to Christopher Columbus your ass in there. You don't got to explore anything, discover a new thing. Just be chill, bro. <laughs> Moral of the story, shut the fuck up, <laughs> listen, and be respectful. Yeah, absolutely. It's all you got to do. And, and Johnny... The only person I ever want to be respectful in other countries with is with you. (laughs) Same. I fucking love you, my guy. I fucking love you, too. And we'll see you guys in la próxima semana. Adios. Adios. Uy, qué horror. Es una producción de Sonoro. Produced by Jonathan Atkinson and Eileen Clark. Edición y mezcla 
Karina Riverol. Escuche Uy, qué horror en cualquier plataforma donde escuchen podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Adiós. Adiós. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.